Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app today and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Officially on the clock. Hello and welcome in everyone to Vegas Nation's 2023 NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, Cassie Soto. I am so pleased to be here with you today as, of course, we are waiting for the Raiders to make their 2023 first round selection. Joining me in studio is the one and only <laughs> Las Vegas Review-Journal sports columnist, Sam Gordon. Sam, as I said, the Raiders are officially on the clock here. We see it in bright red later letters, Raiders on the clock. But before we get to what you think the Raiders are going to do. Let's talk about what's happened in the f- these first few picks. Let's start with all the quarterbacks. Yeah. The big name quarterbacks going off the board, Sam. Chaos at the top of the yeah. draft, Cassie. First two picks, quarterbacks, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud going one and two to Carolina, Ian Houston respectively. And that that's when everything started to get crazy. Houston right. trading back up, going to number three overall to get Will Anderson, Anthony Richardson already off the board. That being said, plenty of intriguing options for the Raiders at number seven. Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback, still available. How about Jalen Carter, the defensive right. tackle from Georgia? He's still available as the Cardinals just take offensive lineman Paris Johnson Jr. So plenty of day one starter, starting caliber players for the Raiders who have plenty of needs to fill, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Well, just in case, again, fans are just tuning in. They haven't really been paying attention to the draft. Two big trades made already. We've got the Texans bumping back into that number three spot. So they picked back-to-back C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. And then, of course, just now the Cardinals making that pick with Paris Johnson Jr. trading the um, already the Lions, right? The Lions yep. were at six. Now they traded that. Again, you talk about sort of all these draft predictions <laughs> and these big boards, Sam, but it doesn't matter yep. until that clock starts ticking. Yeah, it's just a reminder, Cassie, that you can do all the prep, you can do all the predicting, but nobody really knows what's going to happen or how necessarily these players are going to perform when they get to their respective cities. Here's what we know about the Raiders situation, though, Cassie. Number seven overall pick. Mm-hmm. This is the first year under Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler where they've had a first-round pick. Let's not forget they traded their first and second-round picks a year ago for Devontae Adams. So really a major opportunity to see what the Raiders can do, to see what this regime can do with draft capital that is capable of maybe changing the circumstances of their team uh, moving forward. It's a massive draft, 12 picks overall. Of course, the first one we are expecting in about six minutes or so. So super exciting opportunity for the Raiders. And again, Plenty of premier prospects still available for them to take, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Well, if you're joining us now, whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube, go ahead and drop some names for us. We want to know what Raiders fans are hoping their team will do here. As again, there's about six minutes left on the big board for the Raiders. Sam, you mentioned some names that are still left. We've got Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon. And you mentioned the, 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 I would say, one of the best, if not the best defensive name right now, still available for the Raiders, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. You mentioned, you know, everybody's been mentioning just the talents are, you don't need to pick and nitpick there, right? right the right, talent's right. on the field, yep. it's there. But it's the off the field that is concerning. And unfortunately for the Raiders, the concern is there because we know what happened with Henry Ruggs. And it's just something that while this Raiders regime was not responsible for, right. right, of no fault of their own, it is something that they need to consider when seeing Jalen Carter's name. Yeah, and the Raiders did their due diligence, Cassie. They hosted Jalen Carter on a visit. Uh, they did they did all their research, and they understand. Uh, they obviously understand what he brings to the table. He was the anchor of that defensive line last year uh, at the University of Georgia, and even the, the 
the year before that, back-to-back national championships, uh, and perhaps the most disruptive defensive player overall in the draft. At the same time, you mention it, uh, the ties to the the same off-the-field incident, the fatal car crash that Henry Ruggs was involved in, Jalen Carter, not the same thing to any degree, but still played, a, I guess, a secondary role or was present for something similar down at the University of Georgia. So there's no doubt from a talent perspective he warrants top 10 consideration and you know figure that he will be picked here relatively soon. It's just that's something that the Raiders have to consider a little bit differently because of the, the kind of the personal touch uh, that's involved here in the particular market that they play in. But he is no doubt about it one of the top prospects in this draft. You mentioned Christian Gonzalez, Cassie, the cornerback out of the University of Oregon, profiles as the top cornerback on the board. Now that Devin Witherspoon is gone, went having gone number five overall to the Seattle Seahawks, that's a position of need. This is a passing league, and the Raiders, again, need help at all three levels of their defense to improve their pass defense. So he is certainly presents an intriguing option as well to defensive uh, standouts, of course, albeit coming from different circumstances. How surprised would you be right now, Sam, if the Raiders were to say draft an offensive lineman? I think it would be a little bit of surprising, Cassie. I mean, certainly the offensive line isn't one of the elite units in the NFL, but I think it performed better than I think a lot of people expected, a lot of observers expected last year. Let's not forget Josh Jacobs led the NFL (laughs) in rushing, right? And the the pass blocking was, I think, a little bit better um, than serviceable, all things considered. So you have your anchor on the left side of the offensive line with Colton Miller. Of course, the Raiders re-signed Jermaine Illuminor probably to start on that uh, right side of the offense. Brandon Parker is back as a potential um, swing tackle, and then you have Thayer Mumford, who got some reps last year at right tackle as well so you know what you have on the left side of the line it's do you want do they feel comfortable with where they're at oh, at perhaps at right tackle uh that's a question that they're i think answering or asking right now as we speak right so let me see here we've got some fans tuning in here on our facebook page they're saying joey porter jr what do you think about joey porter jr there again for the raiders here there's got about three minutes left on the clock could that be somebody that the raiders could go for a cornerback of course they need yeah. some help there on the defense cornerback yep. out of penn state yeah joey six porter. foot three inches tall we know about the pedigree right his dad was one of the baddest pass rushers in the nfl at his time helping the steelers in 2005 um, win a Super Bowl. He might not necessarily grade out as high as some of the other prospects, but there's no doubt that he's projected, uh, you know, projected first round picks supposed to go in the first half of the draft. And at 6'3", Cassie, taller than some of the other cornerbacks that are available, taller than a Christian Gonzalez, mm-hmm. taller than a Devin Witherspoon. So he gives brings different tools to the table than maybe some of the other top cornerback prospects, but still a top prospect nonetheless. And his hometown, Bakersfield, California, not too far from here. So I'm sure, I'm sure he's got a Raider fan or two in his family there. Again, uh, we are waiting here for the Raiders pick and if we are reading it right here Sam it says that the pick is in so we are waiting along with fans here as the Raiders are set to announce their pick or rather Roger Goodell commissioner of the NFL is set to announce the pick here so let's all should we do like a I feel like a drum roll yeah (laughs) again thank you so much for tuning in here with us at Vegas Nation for the 2023 NFL draft show we so appreciate you joining us tonight first day of the 2023 NFL draft as we wait for the Raiders to announce their pick. There's been a lot of moving and shaking, Sam, but it is officially their turn, and we are ready for this draft pick. So who could it be here? Are they going offense? Are they going defense? In his post-draft or pre-draft press conference, I should say, uh, general manager Dave Ziegler mentioned that his son was Mm -hmm. really pushing. I believe his six-year-old son was pushing for the Raiders to go ahead and draft defense. So we'll see if that's what they go here again. Now we are just waiting for this name to officially come in here as the Raiders, Sam, are looking to improve their team. Yeah, Cassie, I think certainly when you take a look at this roster, the way it's constructed right now, the offense is so much further along than the defense. You have a Devontae 
Devontae Adams. You have Josh Jacobs, of course, contingent him playing upon the franchise tag or getting a long-term deal done. But either way, under team control, he was the NFL's leading rusher. Uh, Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers now coming into a different role, and of course, Jimmy Garoppolo, a veteran quarterback. Uh, that being said, doesn't matter how good your offense was. The Raiders were in the top 12 in scoring last season when your defense can't stop anybody. Right. It seems like perpetually the Raiders have had one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And it, of course, this, of course, is an opportunity in this draft to, to build a defense, to get a foundation built out and add to, to what you already have, which is, of course, a foundation that starts with Max Crosby, Nate Hobbs, et cetera, et cetera. Right, definitely a defense that is built around Max Crosby. And we know that he needed a lot of help this past season, so it'll be great if the Raiders do get someone on defense. And we are seeing some preliminary names here online, but I just want to make sure before we go ahead and say it here live, Sam, that we are seeing Roger Goodell step out on to the stage to announce the Raiders' name. Again, if you are just joining us live now, Cassie Soto and Sam Gordon here with you as we wait for the Raiders' seventh overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft here. We know that the Raiders, you know, on on all aspects of the game, could use some help. But we'll see here, Sam. And momentarily, he's walking to the stage. If fans are tuning along with us here, we are all waiting for the Raiders' number seven overall pick to be made. Thank you so much for joining us here as we officially wait for this selection with the seventh overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The Raiders select Tyree Wilson, defensive end out of Texas Tech, a Raid Red, Red Raider. Now becoming a Las Vegas Raider, Sam. Yeah, certainly, Cassie. And look, you get with Tyree Wilson, you get one of the best pure pass rushers in the NFL draft. 6'6", 271 pounds. You see the statistics there. Seven sacks, 14 tackles for a loss. He actually also led the Big 12, Cassie, in 2022 in pressures with 50, despite missing three games and the fifth highest pressure pressure rate uh, with 20% generating pressures on 20% uh, of his rushes. So, Look, you add another young pass rusher to a defensive line that already includes Max Crosby. He, of course, is one of the best all-around defensive players uh, in the NFL. Not only a force in the passing game, but a force in the running game as well. But the Raiders didn't get the kind of production that they hoped they would with Chandler Jones uh, in his age 32 season. He's going to be 33. He played better at the end of the year. But a pick clearly uh, with some long-term upside, uh, Tyree Wilson, of course, again, joining the fold, becoming a part of this pass rush, and uh, it, it makes sense. You knew that you had the sense that they were going to go defense. That's, that's where their biggest needs are. You add a pass rusher that can have an impact this season but develop into somebody down the road that's an uh, you know ideal bookend opposite Max Crosby. Right. Well, once again, if you are just now joining us on our 2023 Vegas Nation NFL Draft live stream, the Raiders have selected Tyree Wilson, defensive end out of Texas Tech with their seventh overall pick this year. Just some key, you know, strengths that he was noticed to have. Elite size with a massive wingspan, posted high-end production with extensive upside still available. Again, a guy that can really come in and help one Max Crosby. I've been hitting refresh on Max Crosby's (laughs) socials. I'm sure he is one guy that is very excited to be getting some help on his side of the ball. No, certainly, Cassie. And look, the better your pass rushes, the more more chances you can take, the better your back end becomes automatically. So yes, the Raiders could have potentially got you know somebody that's going to start from day one in Christian Gonzalez, but I'm sure when you take a guy number seven overall, despite having two starting pass rushers, you're going to build in a role for him. He has the size, the versatility to do a number of different things. Um, you know, big frame, physical, and an elite motor as well. You talk about traits that Max Crosby has, Tyree Wilson also has uh, an elite motor and Again, not only can he come in this year and make a difference, but you're looking big picture long-term as well for the other defensive end opposite 
Max Crosby at 6'6", 271 pounds. He brings that to the table and, and so much more. Right. Well, now the Falcons are on the board and the draft is on and rocking. The Raiders do have 11 picks left, Sam. Mm-hmm. But do you think they maybe package those up to try to get back into this first round to make sure that this isn't their only draft of the day today? Yeah, I certainly wouldn't rule it out by any means, Cassie. I mean, I think in pre-draft stuff, you heard, you know, Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniels talk about the kind of the need for a quarterback of the future. Maybe that's in this year's draft. Maybe it's later today in the first round. A guy like Hendon Hooker later in the round, if he's still available, you have again the draft capital to move up. Or they can choose to stay put. The the good thing about having a a veteran quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo is you have a veteran quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo (laughs) who's won a lot of games, been in a lot of big situations, and allows you maybe to use your draft capital to to do a thorough building of the defense. But if there's the right player and, and Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels feel like it's time to make a move to get the quarterback of the future, there's certainly have the draft pieces to do so as well as draft capital next year to flirt with as well. Yeah, Manny Manny Reyes on YouTube saying the Raiders will not regret. Oh, excuse me. He said Christian Gonzalez. Sorry there, Manny. (laughs) You know, Tyree Wilson, though, some defense. I'm sure you're very excited for that as well. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there. And thank you so much for joining us back here inside of the Las Vegas Review Journal studios. Cassie Soto and Sam Gordon here with you as day one of the 2023 NFL Draft has officially come to an end. The Raiders selected defensive end Tyree Wilson, number seven overall out of Texas Tech. Right now we are waiting to hear from head coach Josh McDaniels and general manager Dave Ziegler to discuss that pick. Sam, now as day one, as I said, has come to an end officially. Tell me just your thoughts of Tyree Wilson as we've had, obviously, more time now to uh, to study him, to read up about him, and to even speak to him after the draft. Yeah, Cassie. Well, first, I think it's the right move for the Raiders to focus on, on defense. This was a top 12 offense last season. You bring in Jimmy Garoppolo. You're fine a quarterback. You're fine offensively. But where this team has struggled for seemingly ever is on the defensive side of the ball. So it makes sense that the Raiders went defense with their first pick, Tyree Wilson. Of course, they have pass Oh, it looks like we're going to go ahead. Sorry to cut you off here, Sam, but the guys are are sitting down here. We've got General Manager Dave Ziegler here joining us, and I believe that is Assistant General Manager Champ Kelly. Champ Kelly. Yes, let's go ahead and take it live now from Raiders go Headquarters. Ahead. Right. Cool. Sure. Dave, for you guys, I, I'm sure there had to be even a little bit of surprise that Tyree was there. and I mean, it didn't take you long to pull the trigger on that. Would you just talk through that process and maybe kind of a little bit of an early Christmas present? Yeah. Um, definitely we're excited that, that he was there, wasn't, you know, going into it, um, you know, weren't sure whether he was going to be there or not. We had our group of players that we liked in that area. Um, but yeah, I think the magic number for us as we went in were how many quarterbacks were going to be taken and, you know, who that was going to push down the board. And so, yeah, very excited when we saw that he was still there and, um, excited to have him. Was it, a, um, did it, was it a challenging evaluation because of the foot injury, or did that come into play at all? Um, and I know you guys brought him here to the, through the top 30. Did three of them kind of get squared away on that visit? Yeah, I mean, all those things, you have to, you have to take all those things into consideration, as we've talked about before, you know, whether it's um, the play on the field, character, you know, injuries, all those different types of things. And so ultimately we had him here. 
uh, we felt comfortable um, with where he is medically and things of that nature. And so um, it made sense for us. It wasn't something that ultimately, if it was something that was going to keep us from doing it, obviously we wouldn't have done that. We have players that um, aren't on the board for medical reasons. And um, we go through a long process of the medical stuff. Our doctors, there's the combine, the combine rechecks. Then we did our own medical stuff when he was here and you know, felt comfortable with it. I feel like that visit made a big impact on him. So, so just beyond medically, what was it like having him in the building and how did that impact you guys' uh, thoughts on him? Yeah, um, it definitely had a big impact. When we when we're able to bring guys in for 30 visits, it's, you know, you have a, more of an unlimited time to be able to, um, you know, dig on the player. And so uh, I'm not going to get into all the things that we do on 30 visits, but I would tell you that they're very thorough and we have a very, very strong understanding of where the player is. Uh, medically, personally, and I'd say just from a football intelligence standpoint. So to be able to get him here and go through that process definitely um, made it a more comfortable situation for us. You know, I'll add to that as well. You know, we, we also have our area scouts put in a ton of work, you know, gathering information, you know, about him prior to, to him coming in. And so you got, you know, Calvin Branch and Kyle Caballero and, um, Matt Hand, Curtis Knox, and Ryan Gravel, like those those guys spend a ton of time finding out and detailing the player before before they even come in for the thirty visit. Uh, question for you both: uh, You guys are pretty heavily heavily invested in the edge rusher position already, between you know Chandler Jones and Max Crosby being on the roster. What about Tyree Wilson in particular? You know, made you feel comfortable? You know, investing in that position even more, even though you're in a pretty good position. <laughs> Just his his ability to disrupt. I think like we've talked about it before. Like we want to be able to eventually develop over time here a front that's able to come in waves, and you're able to keep guys fresh, and you'll be able to. I think, and I think that's important in this day and age too, because especially we have quarterbacks that run around. Like Herbert can move around, Russell Wilson moves around, um, Pat is Pat. He can he can move around in his in his own way, and so. Um, being able to have some guys that can pressure the quarterback, disrupt the pocket, and 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 have more guys that can can do that in a um, in in phases, if you will, I think is valuable. The other thing I would add is we we thought that he was extremely versatile. Yeah. Um, so this is a guy who played all across the front. So you can align up with with Max and Chan, and this guy can still find a role um, to help us rush the quarterback. Um, you know, he's even seen dropping in some in some clips. So we were excited about that as well. This is a question for both of you guys. You talk about versatility. I seen him line up at the, as a six, uh, six technique, um, covering up the tight end. Can you just talk about that with his arm length and how that can help the defense on the second level? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's you know kind of what I mentioned earlier. You know, you get a guy, you know, that size, that length, who is able to you know, set the edge, you know, in the run game, but also he shows some versatility to be able to drop with awareness. Um, anytime you have that type of versatility with a player, it just adds to what you can do with different defensive packages. And so adding that to our to our roster right now really, really excites us, our coaches, and, and, and eventually our fans. You referenced the, your area scouts, and I'm curious, when you hear about him in practice, he has a Max Crosby-type motor. He practices right. like he plays. For you personally, when you hear that from your scouts, hey, he plays that position, practices like him, what did that mean to you personally? You know, when they come back and they tell me, you know, first of all, they tell me, okay, we got this guy with extremely long arms with an amazing body. 
um, who practices extremely hard day in and day out, like we're, we're automatically excited when, when we hear that. And then you meet him in person and then you watch the tape. Like you just, every, every interaction that we had in him made us like him, you know, even more. And the thought of him getting a chance to really come in and learn from Max Crosby, to learn from Chandler Jones. You know, you're talking about a relatively young guy who still has some development to go and to get it from those two guys is exciting for all of us. Development ahead of him. You know, they talk about draft prospects a lot in terms of like, do they have a high ceiling or are they more like a safe type of pick? Where would you, where would you place him in that spectrum? Yeah, I think he, he has some, he has some room to grow. Um, and improve. I think, especially with his just as a pass rusher, um, he still has some areas where he can improve in terms of his counter moves, his ability to kind of win at the combat zone. In college, he's able to win with length and power, and, and kind of not a lot of you know maybe less savvy. Which you know he's going to be able to do that in the NFL level to a degree too. But we just feel like just setting up your pass rush, counter moves, how to how to you know, study your tackle, what's the best way to, you know, specifically beat, you know, this individual player. Like, that's not something he had to do. Um, he didn't have to vary it as much as he's going to have to do in the NFL. So there's a level of that that I think he can con continue to grow. Um, he can continue to utilize and get better with his hand placement and things like that in the run game to use that length um, and to be a more physical edge setter, a more consistent guy in that way. And so um, he has some areas he needs to continue to improve on. And, and, and quite frankly, just as we've talked about with our own team, I mean, he's going to have to earn a role here. We're not going to give him any opportunities. And so whatever opportunity he's able to earn is what he'll earn on the field. And if he doesn't, then he doesn't. So he's going to have, you know, he's going to have a lot of transitions coming here, um, going from college and playing at Texas Tech to, to being in the NFL. There's, there's a lot of things that he's going to need to t continue to grow at on the field and off the field. And we believe that he can do that. That's why we took him. But um, he still has a long way to go. And, I, and I, would, I would just add to that, like any of these guys that are drafted in the first round have of development to go before they're productive players in this league. That's just the reality of it. Um, you know, our young players on our roster right now are still developing and still growing. And so, you know, it's do you have the mental capacity <laughs> The want to and the mindset to achieve, you know, what your, what your ability is, is, is actually. And so we believe that, you know, through our interactions with him through the process. Yep. What was the uh, reaction in the war room when the Cardinals traded up to get Paris Johnson? What was, uh, what was going on in your guys' reaction when that happened? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really, it wasn't really much of a reaction in terms of one way or another. Like, again, we had a group of players there that we were going to be comfortable picking. Um, we'd have been comfortable picking Paris if he was there too. And so um, it was more about um, – there was more of, I would say, a relieved feeling of just understanding that that pocket of players that we had were still going to be available or if there was going to be guys available there for us to choose more than more than anything else. Any consideration to uh, getting Jalen Carter? Sure. Yep, he was part of that, you know, part of that group too. And, you know, ultimately we, we felt like um, the guy we chose was uh, the best fit for us. When you meet Tyree, um, you know, I know it's, it's a long, end of a long day and process, but there's a lot of players, it seems, that are still there and available. How excited are you to get back at it tomorrow and, and dig back into this? Uh, extremely excited, right? You got an opportunity. Um, it's the culmination of all the work that these guys have been putting in and all of us have been putting in for nearly a year now. And so to get an opportunity, um, get some rest tonight, come back in bright and early, reassess where we are um, and, and the players that are available 
um, and, and confident in our work that we've put in, you know, we're going to be able to add some more players that, you know, will have a chance to be, you know, quality Raiders in the future. We've been surprised at how the board felt. It looks like there's a lot of surprises. A lot of smoke screens came out um, late in this draft process. Um, what are your thoughts on, on the way the draft has fallen? So really, to be honest, no. Um, it pretty much fell the way that we thought it was going to fall. Um, I mean, there's a couple surprises here and there, but for the most part, the names peeled off pretty much in the order that we had them on the board um, for our, a lot of our own evaluations. Again, there were some that were different, but for the most part, it fell it fell pretty much how we thought it was going to fall. I'm curious if you, when you met him for the first time and talked with him and interviewed him, and just what what would be the impressions when you walked away from him or when he walked away from you? What what kind of impressions did he leave upon you as a person? On 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 Ty on, Tyree, yeah, on Tyree. Um, Humble, um, someone that's, I'd say, um, a willing learner, someone that was open to continue, talked about needing to get better, talked about wanting to get better, um, showed a passion for football. His size stands out. I mean, this is a big man, long arms, um, athletic build. And so, um, you know, physically that stood out. And, and, and those were the things that stood out him as a person, which are things that we want. We want guys that are have a growth mindset, guys that – uh, have a high passion for football and guys that you want to have, you want to select guys that have a drive to get better. Right. Um, I think that's a really important thing. And that's a really important thing that we go that our area scouts dig on in the fall um, that we ask them to to put a lot of time in is what is the football character of that player? Uh, and we felt like the things that we um, had found out about him in the fall matched up to when we were able to meet with them and uh, discuss those things with them. And so, you know, again, it was, it was a good start. It was a good foundation for us, you know, to, to start off on. There was a lot of th boxes that he checked, and then, it, you know, we went from there, and it kept getting better. Kevin Jones is one of the comps thrown out uh, with Tyree. Do you see any of his game in Tyree? I would say, yeah, there's some Chandler Jones in there um, as far as a size, length, um, you know, body stature. But, you know, Chandler Jones is an extremely productive <laughs> NFL player who's had an awesome career. So, you know, we won't even try to do, you know, Tyree a disservice of making those types of comparisons just yet. We're just hoping to get him in here soon enough to get him in a uniform. Okay. Players that are still available that maybe people didn't expect to be are uh, Will Levis and Hendon Hooker. What do you guys think about them, two just separately in particular as prospects? Yeah, good players, good college players. Um, um, from a, you know, we've got to spend time with both of those, both of those young men. Um, good personalities, um, good character traits, um, both of them a um, little different paths, um, you know, and then some similarities in terms of them transferring to different schools and things like that. And you've seen them um, hand and play in two different systems, well more in the, in the Kentucky system, but um, two good players, two, you know, good football character and yeah, like them. We'll two more, Paul, and then we'll Champ, as a, as a DB, uh, how does Tyree help? Coverage, because you always hear that old axiom, maxim about coverage helps pass rush, pass rush helps uh, coverage. How does Tyree fit into that? Equation? You know, typically, you know, you know the, the the best coverage is a, is a, is a really good pass rush. Um, and so, you know, I know that our secondary players are extremely excited about the possibility of what Tyree can provide for us. Um, you know, me personally, as a, as a defensive back, I would be excited um, when you see a guy that's, you know, 6'5", 35-inch arms, who's proven to have the, the ability to get to the quarterback. 
um, from multiple spots. You know, that's, that's just an exciting, you know, possibility, you know, it means maybe I don't have to cover as long. Um, and in this division, you got to have some guys that can go get the quarterback. Obviously, I'm not sure if one or both of you spoke to him on the phone after you selected him. What was his demeanor and his emotion after you selected him? How'd that conversation go? He was excited. Um, we knew from, you know, before we even got to this point where this was a place that he wanted to play. Uh, this was an organization that he wanted to play for. He made that um, clear to us before we, we even drafted him. And so a lot of excitement. I mean, this is a huge moment for all these guys and, and um, for, for Tyree, you know, all the work that these guys have put in and the dream of being an NFL player and then being a top 10 pick. You could hear the excitement in his voice. Um, a lot of uh, commotion in the background, a lot of happy family members and things of that nature. And I think you saw him get up to the stage and pick the commissioner up in the air. And, um, you know, just a lot of energy, a lot of juice. I mean, he's ready to get to work and um, he's ready to learn. He's ready to learn from the guys that are here. He's ready to earn his keep and, you know, um, uh, be an accountable player, um, be someone that develops into a leader. I think those are the things that he knows are important to us, and those are things that he values and wants to do. And so it's awesome. It's an awesome moment for us to be able to share that um, with all these guys that we're going to, you know, we're going to draft um, over the course of the next couple of days. And it's a special feeling, and I know it's a special feeling for him. We also thought he'd dress for Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, he's ready. He's, he's ready. His wardrobe ready. His wardrobe ready. <laughs> Suit like his? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> not scared. Shirtless. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Adam, my shirt. Well, I guess we got to step our dress game up. I thought we looked good, but I mean, uh, Tyree really set the standard there. Uh, once again, that was general manager Dave Ziegler and assistant general manager Champ Kelling, again, talking about their seventh overall pick today in Tyree Wilson. What did you think about what they had to say, Sam? They obviously right away mentioned that this division has a lot of quarterbacks that can move around, and they needed a guy that can disrupt those guys. Yeah, I thought one thing Champ Kelly said, Cassie, the best secondary is a good pass rush, right? I mean, this is a defense that struggled all the way around, and it's clear that even though Tyree Wilson might not be the day one starter, as they alluded to, there is Chandler Jones, there is Max Crosby, this regime and really all NFL teams value a really, really good, consistent pass rush all game long. So he's going to be part of, whether or not it's as a starter, whether or not it's as a rotational player, it's clear he's going to be a big part of what the Raiders do defensively with their pass rush uh, next to this upcoming season. And then beyond that, Chandler Jones is 33. So you're drafted, you've drafted your replacement for Chandler Jones, big picture moving forward, uh, and somebody that can bookend the defensive line opposite Max Crosby, who is going to be 26 here coming up and is entering his prime as one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah, I feel like we haven't even seen the best of Max Crosby yet, right? No, so, certainly. Uh, well, another thing that they mentioned uh, that they really that really stood about out about Tyree to Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly was just his willingness and eagerness to learn and get better. Obviously, being drafted number seven overall, he has to have some talent, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But he's very aware that he has a lot he needs to learn now coming into the pros. And to be able to learn from guys like Max Crosby, like Chandler Jones, how great will that be for this young player to come in to this Raiders team and learn from those guys. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it is a great opportunity. Yes, he's going to play right away, but there's not, there's not the kind of pressure on him where he's expected to change life or expected to come in and immediately change this entire defense. I think there's still an understanding that there are additional changes that need to be made on the defense, some help, potentially a cornerback, defensive tackle. And, the, you know, fortunately for the Raiders, they have an abundance of draft picks on Friday and Saturday. Um, to do that, but look, there's a lot of room for growth. That's something Tyree Wilson acknowledged in his conference call, just that there is room for improvement. But 
One thing about him that, that jumps out is the motor, the kind of the relentless effort, and that is a great kind of trait to build on. The fact that there was the productivity at Texas Tech, there is the size, there is the speed, there is the willingness to learn and get better, and there's the relentless motor, something that Chandler Jones, you don't get 100-plus sacks without having a motor. Max Crosby, that's what he's all about, too. So. Right. Well, we heard from Raiders Brass about their thoughts on Tyree Wilson. Let's go ahead and hear what social media had to say now. Let's bring in sports multimedia journalist Leandre Fox to get his take and to Raiders fans' take on Tyree Wilson. Thanks, Cassie. That's right. Let's get into it. We want to know what Raider Nation thinks of Tyree Wilson at number seven. Tyree Wilson, Here's the reaction from the draft party, courtesy of the Review Journal's John Katzlamidis. It was a mixed bag on the socials with so many players remaining on the board at number seven, but no doubt about it, Wilson has a lot of support as he upgrades from a Red Raider to one wearing silver and black. And there's a certain former Red Raider in the AFC West congratulating Wilson on being drafted. Take it easy on me, says Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't want to see him on the field ever with that wild wingspan. Raiders fans hoping Wilson handles Mahomes like he did Commissioner Goodell. Roger taking an unexpected trip to the chiropractor. And Jalen Ramsey of the Dolphins also saying he's looking forward to seeing Wilson get after it with Max Crosby all season long. Jermaine Illuminor in agreement. He'll see a lot of the young DN in practice this year. Crosby himself with a message for his new teammate. The work starts now. Words can't explain how excited I am to, you know, be a part of Raider Nation. Uh, a great organization. I can't wait to come there and get to work with, you know, the other great pass rushers. And whether they love or hate the pick, there seems to be a consensus that the newest Raider is the best dressed on draft night. Take a look at that suit. And from the suit to suiting up, Raiders fans, I'll leave you with your first look at Tyree Wilson in Madden. Thanks so much, Dre. Great stuff as always. But I got to see this hug again. Let's break it down one more time. Uh. Look at that. Perfect form. You think uh, Patrick Mahomes got a little scared there in maybe, Kansas City? Maybe a little bit. Watching that, Sam? Uh, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe just a little bit. And if he's not, perhaps he should be. Hopefully he brings that same kind of energy here to Las Vegas, right? I, I think he will. Yeah. yeah, I certainly think he will. Well, as we wrap up day one here, Sam, just give me your final thoughts. Once again, Tyree Wilson, the number seven overall pick for the Las Vegas Raiders. General Manager Dave Ziegler, Josh McDaniel, starting off day one pretty strong, I think. Yeah, it's the right, again, it's the right, it's the right focus, Cassie. This defense has been one of the worst in the NFL for several years running and again like champ kelly said the the best secondary is a great pass rush i think the foundation of any great defense starts with a great pass rush you look at the two teams in the nfl that played in the super bowl last year the philadelphia eagles kansas city chiefs won two in the nfl in sacks so there is direct, definitely a direct correlation uh the investment in the pass rush should help again the rest of the defense like they alluded to still plenty of holes to fill and, and really curious to see what the raiders do with that number 38 overall pick right. uh there's they still there's still holes at cornerback specifically Joey Porter Jr., how about that? Not sure I thought he'd stick around this long. And perhaps, look, we knew the Raiders, it was going to be a possibility. There was all this discussion about quarterback. Will Levis made it into the second round. Hendon Hooker as well. You have that number 38 overall pick. 
now that you have your pass rusher secure, is it time to go maybe get your potentially somebody that you look at being a quarterback of the future without having that pressure of that first-round tag? A lot of options for the Raiders tomorrow, but I expect them a lot of those picks to go towards the defensive side of the ball. Right, the right. As of right now, again, 11 picks left for the Raiders tomorrow, starting with that number 38 pick. Then they have number 70 and number 100 as well. Sam, that 100 pick <laughs> coming from the New York Giants after, of course, trading tight end Darren Waller. Do you think, again, and you mentioned a couple names there, what could they do? Can they play with those picks? Can they trade up, trade down? What do you think? You know, what's the best approach there? Again, number 38, number 70, number 100 tomorrow on the board for the Raiders. Yeah, if there's somebody they like, you know, in the early 30s or, or in the 60s or something, you have the draft capital to, to go up and make a move. Just because they didn't do it on Thursday, on day one of the NFL draft, doesn't mean if there's a, an impact player or somebody that they posit as potentially a starter that you can't go out there and trade draft capital in advance. So I'm not sure if that's what they're going to do, but I think, again, it depends who's available, how the draft falls, and if they, find, if, if, if they feel somebody there is ready to make an impact um, on either side of the ball. But again, I, I expect them to load up Cassie heavily on the defensive side of the ball. Um, Tyree Wilson's a great place to start, but there's a long way to go to build that defense out. Lots of picks left, a couple <laughs> days left in these 2023 NFL Draft. Sam Gordon, thank you so much for joining you, me Cassie. today. We will be back tomorrow. Draft starts at 4 p.m. Again, the Raiders drafting number 38 overall, so the seventh pick tomorrow on Friday. So be sure to check out VegasNation.com for all of your Raiders news. A lot of articles and videos coming in now after day one. Again, check out VegasNation.com. He is Sam Gordon. I'm Cassie Soto. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Vegas, get in on the sports betting action and get on the STN Sports app. With 14 convenient sign-up locations across town at Station Casinos, Wildfire, and El Cortez, you're only a few minutes away from getting started no matter where you are in town. With a huge menu of betting options and points back on your bets, STN Sports is the strongest betting app out there.